thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from Africa Christ Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the underchurched, uh, often unreached people. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did, and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Africa Christ, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you listen in. Hello, thank you for listening in from all over the world. This is your host, Sam Kawesa. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We thank you so much because so many people are downloading from all over the world. And we are so grateful for all of you. We have downloaded from 31 countries. I can't mention all of them, but there are so many of them all the way from the Philippines, India, uh, Jamaica, Nigeria, Uganda. Canada, USA is our biggest one. And we thank you so much, so, so much, because without you, we wouldn't uh, have a ministry. So now this uh, topic for today is going to be a very interesting topic. We are going to talk about a topic that will affect your life one way or the other, whether you like it or not. We all have a vision. We either fulfill it or we do not fulfill it. So anyway... As we go on, I'd like to encourage you to listen in because we are going to give you five principles based on the Bible uh, to help you fulfill your own vision in life. And as a reminder, I would like to let you know that you or your friends can download us from any available podcast hosts. Wherever you want to listen to us, we are there. We are all over the world. We are on every major platform that you can think of. Say, for example, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, Pandora, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, and so many others. You can also get our printed copies of the podcast on prayingwithimpact.com. That is www.prayingwithimpact.com. So today we are going to be discussing a topic that is very interesting and I'll be giving you some examples in the Bible, uh, scriptures in the Bible, and also I'll be giving you my own past uh, examples to encourage you. We all have visions. We have all been given a vision and God has a vision for each and every one of us. But what we need to do is to ask God, what is my vision? What is my calling? As we call it sometimes, your calling is your vision because through your calling, you're going to realize your own personal visions that God has given you. Now, our topic for today is selected Bible-based principles for planning and refining your life vision. Because God has given us a vision does not necessarily mean that it comes out and we just 
go right into it like buying a brand new car and you get into it because you know how to drive you start driving it's not like that god wants us to work toward a good vision the perfect vision is that god has planned for us but as human beings he knows our flaws he knows that we need perfection he knows that we need to work on a lot of things and so he has given us the opportunity to be part of the architect in this vision that he has given us but as far as the vision itself as we shall see in scriptures his vision for us is perfect but it's okay for you to be working towards a more perfect vision you don't have to be perfect but remember one thing uh, you use god's principles then you're working towards that perfect vision you are um embracing what he has created as perfect and you are working toward it that's what god wants us to do he wants us to work towards that vision that he has given us so now what are these principles now i shall be reading them off first and giving you the scriptures but then i'll go deeply into each one of them now in this podcast just remember we are going to examine some ways to awaken and empower your life dreams you know we otherwise call them a life vision we all have them we all have these aspirations when we have our children when the children are young and they are born we see aspirations in them for themselves and also for the family or for you uh, because you are the parent now they are all different in life we may uh, try different things using god-given talents or even formal training and education to get expertise that we need to achieve these goals those are things that we may do uh, towards this vision or dream and many times we don't even know we are working towards a vision but because of the things that god has put in us those desires in our hearts say for example you say i want to be a mechanic you start getting interested in uh, whatever it is that you want to be a mechanic of machinery cars motorcycles or whatever you get yourself some training you look at things you look at books you you look uh, for mentors people see you see that you like or will accept you to learn from them and they become your mentor you know god has given a plan for each one of us god is that good and god being infinite he has infinite plans for this earth that we live on and so you are part of his vision for the uh, for the earth don't ever think that what he has given you to do or what he has called you to do is smaller than so and so everyone's vision is important as far as god is concerned that's why it's the same scriptures that you use for whatever vision that you have in life or whatever person has in life the only problem when we become so big in our vision we start to think it's about us but even the bible talks about where man thinks that it's the arm of flesh that has made him do certain things without realizing or forgetting that it's god's grace that he has allowed us to do the things that we do in life okay so now i'll give you these five principles and their scriptures and then we shall go deeply into them that way you can uh, meditate on these things so if you have a pen and paper you can write this down or you can go on our blog which is www. prayingwithimpact.com and you will find all the scriptures and you will find everything well organized for you um uh, for this podcast 
So uh, you can even download it as we go through this so that you have your notes right there. Follow me with them, okay? So now what we, we have here are the five principles, okay? And I'm going to go through this uh, uh, with you. Before we go through principle number one, I want you to remember that sometimes we may even hire people who are specialized in different areas, who are good in certain areas, to help us fulfill our vision. So you don't have to know everything as long as you have a vision. That's why you need a plan because that plan may involve you hiring or getting other people to help you with your vision. And you'd be surprised that as they're helping you to fulfill your own vision, you're actually helping them to fulfill their own vision in life because we all have a vision. No one is out there to be a slave of the other. But instead, we are supposed to be co-workers, co-laborers, together so we can each fulfill the vision that God has given us. It just so happens that sometimes or many times, if not all times actually, we are just a a part of a, a chain of events that God has planned for our generation, for our time. So, you know, just remember that, that no man lives um, in a cocoon by themselves. We all live together. We are all working towards this same vision of God for the earth. It's just that we have in each one of us that vision that fits within that chain of events. Now, God has a plan for each one of us, and he will provide all we need to accomplish this. So in this episode, you are just going to understand how to pray about these things, how to use scriptures to fulfillment of these uh, goals of yours. Now, number one, what you have to realize is that you have to have a vision and you have to be focused. In other words, what is your passion? Even from childhood, you know, write these things down, scribble it down. As time goes on, you're going to realize that this is the vision that God has given you. And we shall see that in Habakkuk 2.2 and Proverbs 4.25. Number two, knowledge is a virtue and no one has a monopoly over it. Just remember that you need to seek wisdom, need to seek knowledge. No one has a monopoly over it because it belongs to God. Uh, It's like currency. Currency, you may have it in your pocket for use, but it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the nation that um, uh, provides that uh, currency. For example, American dollars belong to the American government or nation, really. I say government, but it should be nation. So they are not yours. They are for you to use and expand in order to help others to be enriched by them. So as you use uh, this knowledge that you obtain, you are also expanding it and expanding it at the same time to reach and enrich other people. And we shall see that in Proverbs 4, verse 2 and 5 through 7. Number three, you have to have a plan. Remember we said you have to have a vision. Now you have to have a plan. Stay encouraged in whatever your passion. Seek God's plan for you. He has one for everyone. As it says in Jeremiah 29, 11 and Philippians 4, 13. We shall see that. Now, number four, gather your resources. When you follow God's plan, he will provide 
everything that you need, but be a wise steward and trust those God has sent you because God has those people planned already to assist you in your own vision. Remember I told you that you could hire people or you could you have to work with people to fulfill your vision. So those people trust that God has sent them. You know why? Because you have prayed. You have meditated on this plan as we shall see. And then you really don't have to worry. In fact, God told um, Moses as they were constructing the uh, tabernacle to trust the carpenters. And he told him not to account for the monies he has given to them because they themselves are honest men. Why are they honest? Because God is the one who has called them to do the work. So now we shall see that in Second Peter 1, 13 and 2, and then uh, Kings 22, uh, 5 through 7. Now, number five, the last part of these principles is be bold and don't be afraid of failure. Because if you are afraid of failure, how can you handle success? It's impossible. And we shall see this in Isaiah 41 and Isaiah 54 through 17. So now those are the five principles that we are going to base our uh, podcast and our blog on. They are not the only ones, but they are what we are going to base this particular episode on. Okay, now I want you to understand that we are going to base everything on scripture. And so we are going to go back now to that which we have been talking about. Number one, have a life vision and be focused. In other words, zero in on your vision. Be focused and one at it. Seek out your vision. Sometimes it may take time to pin it down. Keep meditating and praying over the things that bring out your passion. When you get that seed or idea, you will start to see your vision. Then write it down and run with it. Do not be dissuaded or discouraged by circumstances or naysayers. You may need to eliminate some of those uh, people. You may need to eliminate some of those ideas, those things that come your way. But be clear-eyed, as Jesus said in Matthew. In fact, I want us to look at that um, verse and see it from another angle. Because um, when he talked about the um, the eye, many times we are thinking of just um, the sin or other things. But you are going to see it from a different angle. Because it will be like a light bulb turning on for you. That scripture in Matthew 6, 22, we're going to look at it from another angle, uh, you know, from another light. You know, we're going to see our bulb turned on, uh, so to speak, in another way. Let's look at it this way. For example, imagine that you stored your treasures, including your vision in heaven. When time comes to retrieve them, it will be a heavenly vision. It will be crisp. It will be pure. It will be godly. So how can it fail? It will be a light bulb turned on, so to speak. You know, we always say, oh, the light bulb came on. Now, you're going to see the origin of that saying is really scriptural. You know, the light bulb comes on. So let's read it. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 20 through 23, it says this, and I'm going to use the New Living Translation. Store your treasure in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in to steal. Wherever your treasure is, 
the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness. Okay, so let's look at that scripture again, okay? Store your treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy them. Now, in other words, let your vision come from God. Let your vision come from the scripture. Once it comes from God, then you know it's pure in its pure form. It's going to be free of the corruption of the world because the corruption of the world will make you do things you shouldn't do just because you want to fulfill your desire to do something. Many of those people that you see are doing wrong, they may actually be on the right track as far as the vision God gave them, but they corrupted it. They adulterated it with greed, with um, other things that cause it to be impure. And God does not accept that. God will not accept it. However, quote-unquote successful we think it is. Because you know why? He says that when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. If this vision that we stored up in heaven turned our light on, turned our bulb on, where you say, oh, voila, that's what it is. If it's impure, God is saying that it will cause your whole body to be filled with darkness. Your whole vision now becomes a dark vision. Let's look at it, say, politically. You can be a head of state, and God intended you to be one, and God gave you everything you needed, and you got into power. So you now think you are a demigod. You start doing things the way you want to do. Guess what? You have now turned that light bulb which came on when you became leader, president, prime minister, or whatever, and by whatever means, now you start to corrupt it because you are getting absolute power. And as we say, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Okay? So now that light becomes dark. And guess, see how he says it? Oh, how deep that darkness is. That's how you get dictators. They become overwhelmed by the vision that God gave them. Their coming was a light. People were excited. People gave them every benefit of doubt and they became their leaders. They allowed them to lead them. But you know what happened? They were overcome by pride or whatever it is that they got by material things by the power and authority and what has become of them is darkness what used to be a light has now become a darkness and the bible says oh how deep that darkness that's why no dictator ends up well because it is deep darkness the bible says that when the evil rule the people mourn those are the scriptures okay i've just given you the political one but it could be in a business it could be in a family whatever it is when that vision is corrupted then it becomes a darkness in Habakkuk 2, verse 2 through 3, it says this, Then the Lord replied, Write down the vision, write down the revelation, and make it plain on tablets. In those days they used tablets, not paper, okay? Write it down and make it plain on tablets so that 
<laughs> and today I guess we are back to tablets. Yeah, I'm sorry. I needed to go back on this one. Write it down on tablets, on your, on, on, on your iPad, on your uh, whatever tablet you use. He's saying write it down. See how prophetic the Bible is? We used to think you can only write down things on paper. But he's now telling us, write it down on your tablet. Like right now, I'm reading you know, my script through a tablet. So, let us read it again. The Lord replied, write down the, the revelation of vision and make it plain on tablets, so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation of vision awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it will linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Now, we're going to see this a little bit later on about a, a vision delaying or, or a vision that cannot wait. But at this time, I want you to, to listen to that scripture that for the revelation, the vision, what? Waits for an appointed time. It speaks of an end and will not prove false. Though it will linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Also in Proverbs 4, verse 25 through 27, it says this, Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. You see what we said before? This is very important for you to write down this vision. But it's very important also to stay out on a straight path. That's what the Bible says here in Habakkuk 2. You know, stay on a safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. It's very easy as you get started or as you see things either working out or not working out, or when you see the bright light of things happening, you may get sidetracked by corruption. You may get sidetracked by people that Satan has sent because he wants to destroy that vision. And then you lose your grip. And then, you know, uh, you start following evil. Let's read again. Proverbs 4, 25 through 27. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Let me tell you, my friend, it's very easy to follow evil, especially when you start seeing the goodness of the things that come your way. Then the devil starts putting... Um, carrots before you you start wanting for more when you shouldn't you start you stop looking to god for guidance you start thinking ah oh, i have done this i will continue to do this guess what the bible is warning you keep your feet from following evil um our principle number two seek knowledge and wisdom Remember we said that knowledge is, is a virtue and no one has a monopoly over it the bible says that seek knowledge and wisdom Proverbs chapter 4, verse 2 and 5 through 8 says this, For I am giving you good guidance. Don't turn away from my instructions. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. 
Though it cost all you have, get understanding. Cherish her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. This is very important because one of the greatest things that you could ever ask God for is wisdom. Why? Because the Bible said that Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God. When you ask and seek for wisdom, you are asking for the person of Jesus Christ into your being, into your business, into your vision, into your life. And it excites God. How do I know? Because remember when Solomon was asked a question by God, what do you want me to do for you? As a young king, just gotten onto the throne, you know what he said? Give me wisdom that I may rule your people. God was so excited that he said, I'll give you wisdom and much, much more. Because he basically asked for Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God. So here in this Proverbs, it's telling us, seek wisdom. Do not forsake her. She will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. That's it. That's the beginning of it. You get it. He's made it available to us. He has given us the scriptures to read. Cherish her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. See, you'll get all those things that you want by just getting wisdom. God wants you to have them, but do not go away from the straight path. Remember, that's what that scripture said. Stay on the straight path. Okay? The principle number three. Have a plan and be encouraged and stay on course. Here we go again. Have a plan. Be encouraged and stay on course. Why do I still be encouraged? Because it's so easy to be discouraged. Sometimes the finances will go down. Sometimes people will come against you. Anything is going to happen that the devil wants to happen to uh, distract you and to destroy your desire for this wisdom or for this vision God has given you. So, don't get discouraged. Have a plan. Write it down. We saw that earlier in Habakkuk 2. Write the vision down. But now, have a plan for the vision. Those two things may sound the same, but they are not. Have a plan for the vision. Write it down. Ask people. Get trained. Get those who are trained. Don't shy away from asking questions. You will see that you'll be getting that wisdom. We have that assurance that we will be strengthened, and especially in the times of weakness, you know, all low resources. Do not compromise your integrity as we have seen, even under heavy temptation. Stay on God's plan for you because he makes no errors. Look at these two scriptures below and you're going to see what I mean. God makes no errors. Okay, in Jeremiah 29, 11, remember we talked about a plan and that God has a plan for you. And we now are considering point number three that, you know, have a plan and stay encouraged. Look what Jeremiah 29, 11 says, 11 through 12. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I'll listen to you. Now, listen to this. He says that these plans are not to harm you and they are to give you a future. And that if you call upon him, he will answer you. 
He's available. He's the almighty consultant. Pray, learn to pray to God. Tell him that you, Lord, you said if I, you said if I. David always quoted God, his own word. The devil tried to quote God's word to Jesus, word himself. He failed because he forgot he was speaking to the word himself. He misquoted. It may sound right and right from the Bible, but because it wasn't of the Holy Spirit, it was the wrong scripture he quoted. You can never quote scripture to scripture himself the wrong way because he will catch you into it. God has said he has a plan for us in our, in our principle number three. And he has given us these scriptures. Another scripture for principle number three is Philippians 4.13. What does it say? This is Paul encouraging other people. Paul giving his life history, how he's managed through all these things. For I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or with little. For I can do what? Everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, if God gave us this vision as we have seen in Jeremiah 29 11 and we have written it down as we have seen in Habakkuk 2 and we have meditated upon it and we have sought wisdom who is Christ himself for I can do everything through who Christ who gives me strength let's put it another way I can do everything through wisdom of God who gives me strength so you see Christ is the wisdom of God. When you read the Bible, you're going to see that every scripture supports the other. That's why these things of the Spirit are only understood for those who are in the Spirit. A lot of people will not understand these things. But if you are led by the Holy Spirit, because the Bible in Romans 8 says, we know not what to pray, but the Spirit of God, who knows the heart of God, with groans and moans that we may not understand, we, he prays through us. So now, if you are praying, led by the Holy Spirit, you are praying and doing everything through Christ who gives you strength. And we have seen that here we are looking for wisdom. We have seen that we have to seek knowledge and wisdom. And we have seen that Jesus Christ is what? The, the wisdom of God. And here Paul is saying, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Put another way, I can do everything through the wisdom of God who strengthens me. So if you have this vision that God has given you, if you're walking through this vision that God has given you, working through it, he gives you the strength. Do not be discouraged, okay? No, number four of our principles is gather your resources. What does that mean? See, you may get an influx of resources at one time, but in most visions, like mine, it takes time. It takes planning. And it takes development, including training. When the Lord, for example, gave me the Afri-Christ vision, it started with a background message of believing in God with an international vision. Okay? This is way back in 1987. I want you to think of this. It was what? Believing in God with an international vision. Remember that little phrase. Because 
I'm going to show you something with it. Believing in God with an international vision. And this was in 1987. So this is 35 years later or whatever it is. I sat it on a black and white Apple Macintosh. You know, the 128 k storage and original Mac. In, it, in fact, it has Steve Jobs' signature inside of it. They only made 75,000 of them. And so they engraved Steve Jobs and the team that I worked on it, their signatures. I have all of them inside the panel of that, uh, of that Mac. Now, oh, by the way, that Mac still works. Now, uh, just think of it. This is 35 years ago. Over millions of gigabytes ago of computing power. Remember, the, these Macs had no hard drives. Computers had no hard drives at that time. They were depending on disks, floppy disks. Okay? And 128K sounded like, whoa, 128K? I don't think young people even know what that is today because they are thinking of gigabytes. They are thinking of terabytes. Uh, really, actually, in my uh, ministry and in my hobby, I have gone through at least minimum, and I'm not kidding you, 50 max. Remember, we are talking about God preparing you, you know, preparing yourself, have a plan. Number three, gather your resources, that in gathering these resources, you'll go through training. So I'm saying this, think of the word training and preparation, okay? So that you don't lose track of where we are. I learned coding websites and I set up one of the oldest websites out there right now. My website, africrice.com, is over 25 years old, I believe, 25 years ago. It is older than Google's uh, w website. That's how long ago God started to train me. I set up some of the original uh, Apple podcasts about 15 years ago. This is before people knew about podcasts. This is when the word podcast was just being introduced. I started going into those things and I set some up. So some of those podcasts on our series here are as old as when podcasts were first set up by Apple, okay? Before people even knew what a podcast is. By the way, the word podcast comes from uh, iPod, iPod. First it was music that was put on, iPod, on iPods. Then when they started using iPods to transfer messages or to teach or to preach, they started calling it a podcast, like how you'd say broadcast. This was a podcast, iPodcast. They took the I out and just said podcast. It became what? It became a verb. Podcast, just like Google became a word. You know, you Google something, but Google is the name of a company. Oh, I won't go into why they called it Google, but it's a very interesting reason. You can Google that. Can you, can you imagine Google, why Google is called Google? We are talking about preparation. God was training me for an electronic ministry that would reach thousands of people, hopefully millions of people later on, in just one press of a button. This podcast here that I'm doing in this studio, this studio, I started constructing it slowly, in piece by piece here and there, in my basement in 2003. It's got everything I need to do a podcast with six, seven people all at the same time, including remotely, because God was preparing me. 
but it was about the ministry. I had no idea that my desire for this will somehow one day come together to meet the ministry he has called me to do. Okay, Now, all along, remember I told you about Believing in God International? The foundation name of our ministry is BIG International. What does BIG International mean? It's an acronym for Believing God Internationally. Believing God Internationally. B-I-G. Believing God Internationally. Okay, that's what B-I-G stands for. It just so happens that B-I-G also stands for big. So I can just say big international. And that's God is a big God. He can embrace and do things that you can never even imagine. I remember uh, last year when our biggest download of podcast was for Easter on the blood of Jesus during the, uh, um, the height of COVID-19 epidemic. We had 260,000 downloads for our podcast for Easter that year. It was amazing. That means even just 10% of those people really listened to it all the way. That is great. That is bigger than a whole bunch of churches out there. But you see, God was preparing me all these years all these years, and we shall waiting on a vision. Remember, we read that scripture which talked about even though the vision tarries, it will come to pass. Even even though the vision uh, lingers, it shall come to pass. So all these years, God was preparing me. I didn't realize that B.I.G., believing in God international, was going to be big internationally god is amazing that's how god works he has a vision and a plan for us so now our podcasts are downloaded on over 30 i believe 31 countries have lost count and that's because god had it in his plan just remember one thing in serving god and people a vision that cannot wait will not make it okay and i'll say this from um as a prophetic word that was given to me or as a word of advice or mentoring that was given to me about 25 years ago by a canadian american missionary who spent years in uganda and they founded um, the church and they were very instrumental in um, the pentecostal movement in uganda he was visiting us in our home in michigan stayed with us a few days and we had many discussions i just enjoyed listening to pastor peterson and um, and his wife marion i don't remember the um, real discussion but i remember one thing that's why it's so important to listen to the spirit of god because someone may say a thousand words and in there is one treasure from heaven remember store your treasures up in heaven once it's stored up there when it comes down it is pure in its form. I believe this is one of the treasures that eyes have been storing in heaven. Every so often it comes to me, I put it right back in heaven. He said, Sam, a vision that cannot wait will not survive. Now, like I said, I don't remember the cracks of the uh, conversation, but I know one thing, it's stuck in me. And remember the scripture that we read in Habakkuk 2? It says this, 
Then the Lord replied, Write down the vision and make it plain on tablets, so that a herod may run with it. That's a herod is like a messenger. For the revelation or the vision awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Wait for it. It will come to pass. It will certainly come and will not delay. Now I want you to look at this part of the verse. It says, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets. Today, we write on tablets again. I have an iPad right here, which we call a tablet. And God saw it. He knew it, that we shall write our visions on tablets. So he said it. At one time when I used to read that scripture, when I first read it, it came and I heard the word tablet and I'm thinking, really? Tablet? Well, now it makes sense. Now if you say tablet, it sounds like it's so um, techno. You are so techno. You use tablets to preach in the church. That's God. That's our God. Be patient. Stick with it. And that's what I learned from Pastor Peterson's uh, um, message when he told me that a vision that cannot wait will not come to pass. Now, let me tell you something. When he said waiting, he wasn't saying that you sit it there and don't do nothing about it. No, sometimes your vision will have to wait for certain things. You may not have the money. You may not have the technology. You may not have the people at the time. But wait, because God will provide those people, will provide those resources, will provide those finances, will provide the wisdom you need to fulfill that vision. Though it lingers, it will come to pass okay um now i'll read you some other scriptures to show you that god will provide the people you need and also the resources you you will use in my journey in this ministry i've come across things that i never knew i could get i have come across help assistance financial and otherwise unsolicited but very instrumental in this ministry it's because i waited I did not hurry. I did not go push people. Give me money. Send me this. If you don't send me this, God will do this to you. Uh, if you do this, if you send me $3, then you'll get three kids. If you, I don't do stuff like that because I wait on the vision because I know even though it lingers, it will not tarry. Those are principles that you have, you can live by. Now let's read Second Peter chapter one, verse three through four. Let's see what it says: As His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious what promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Listen to that. Remember, we talked about keeping on the straight path. Now what does this scripture say? These precious promises, through these we may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the what? The corruption that is in the world through lust. A lot of people are caught up in the corruption of the world through lust. That includes ministers of the gospel. They have been pulled because they see this ministry is so big, so they also want to get a mega one. They start coming up with all these kinds of schemes, and then when they get it, they abuse it. 
But he's saying to us here that he has given us everything that pertains to what? To life and godliness. Okay? Through the knowledge of who? Of him who called us by glory and virtue. By which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. That through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. I want you to know one thing. That your vision is going to lead you to a divine nature. And through that vision, you will escape the corruption that is in the world. The world is corrupt. Leaders are corrupt. Politicians are corrupt. Pastors are corrupt. Everybody is corrupt. Except those who are following the path of God. Those who have kept their feet straight, as we saw in the Proverbs earlier. Go to, the, to our blog, www.prayingwithimpact.com. Download it and you see these scriptures. You see how this makes sense. You will see how your vision will come to pass. Another scripture I want to read you is 2 Kings uh, chapter 22, verse 5-7. through 7. This is what it says. And let them deliver it into the hand of those doing the work. Who are the overseers in the house of the Lord? Let them give it to those who are in the house of the Lord doing the work to repair the damages of the house, to carpenters and builders and masons, to buy timber and hewn stone and repair the house. However, there need to be no accounting made with them of the money delivered into their hand because they deal faithfully. Let's go back. I read it first that way so that you can understand where I'm going. Remember, we talked about God will bring all the resources, will bring all the trained people. Sometimes your vision you're going to use, or actually in everyone's vision, sometimes we're going to use this person good at this, sometimes someone good at the other. God is saying he'll bring them because he will bring them to do the work, to repair, to build there will be overseers, okay? This is in um, 2 Kings 22, 5 through 7. Remember, he's talking to Moses. He's telling him about uh, building the tabernacle, the kind of people he's going to bring, and who they are, and the integrity with which they come to do this work. And he's saying, let them deliver it into the hand of those doing the work. God will bring the resources to those doing the work. Who are the overseers in the house of the Lord? Let them give it to those who are in the house of the Lord doing the work to repair the damages of the house. Ha! To repair the damages of the house. What damage of the house of the Lord is happening? The word is no longer preached. The house of the Lord, there is no more prayer. The house of the Lord, there is corruption. But God is saying, bring those resources. Give them to the people who are doing the work of the Lord in the house of the Lord. What did Jesus say? He said that my house shall be called a what? A house of prayer. Is there prayer in your house? Is there prayer in yourself? Do you yourself pray before you even talk about the churches? Do you pray as a minister of the gospel? Do you teach people to pray? 
Those are the repairs that the God is talking about. And he's saying he wants those resources brought to the people doing the work, not those carrying the title. Okay? And he says they should buy timber. Let them buy the resources they need. In this ministry, we needed resources in order to transmit this message all over the globe. And guess what? God brought the resources for us to do the work unsolicited but people saw our work and they said i want to do this for you okay however there need to be no accounting made with them of the money delivered into their hand because they deal faithfully now that is very very important because it can be very easily misunderstood just because it's delivered in your hand, don't stand on this scripture and abuse it. Use it as the Lord asks you to. It's not to enrich you. It's, it, could, it will provide for you because the Bible says the minister of the Lord shall eat from the gospel. But it's not for your enrichment. It's for the spreading of the gospel. It's for the helping of the destitute. Is for the feeding of the orphans. It's for the helping of the widows. That's what God wants you to do with those resources. Then at that point, accounting is not necessary because you are dealing what? Faithfully. That's our God. He provides everything we need. Now number five, the last one is this. Be bold and don't be afraid. Remember? Don't be afraid. Fear not. Don't worry about the things like resources, financing. As we have seen, God will provide people. In fact, God says he has his people everywhere. Remember when Paul was concerned about going to a city he, in uh, uh, the book of Acts uh, chapter 18, verse 9 through 10, this is what he says. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack and harm you, for many people in this city belong to me. He told him, I have my people there. Now, in Isaiah 41.10, it also says this, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When they accuse you, I'll uphold you with my righteous hand. When you feel weak, I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, when you feel helpless, when you feel no one is coming your way, no one is lifting you up, he says, I will help you. So my friend, we've seen these five principles. I'll read them real quickly for you so you can go back. But I encourage you to download them from our weblog, which is www.prayingwithimpact.com. When you're praying for your vision, use these principles. Follow them and whatever else. These are not the only ones. It's not all-encompassing. This is what the Lord gave me to give you at this time. And if you're listening and it helped you and you liked it, then it's for you. Okay? 
And these are the five principles that we have followed. Number one, have a life vision and be focused. Number two, knowledge is a virtue. No one has a monopoly over it. Seek it. Number three, have a plan and stay encouraged. Number four, gather your resources together. Put them together. Start looking for them. It may take time, but continue. Number five, be bold and don't be afraid but because he is with you. So my friend, those are the five principles. Go on ahead and ask God what your vision is. Look for it. It's all over you. The world needs a vision of God and you are part of that fulfillment. So, my friend, I'm going to pray that God may lead you, guide you, help you, and you will make it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you praying and asking you to help my brother, my sister, my friend out there who has been listening to this podcast. Let it be clear to them, Holy Spirit, guide them, show them how to depend on the word of God to do that which they have been called to do. Because you do, as you said in Jeremiah 29, 11, that you do have a plan and the plan is for good and not for evil. And you tell us to have a vision and write it down on tablets. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this message. It has blessed me myself as I looked into these scriptures. Let it bless these people, my brothers and sisters out there, turning on your word, who have been waiting. Let them realize that the patience is also part of this vision of theirs. Because a vision that cannot wait will not make it. As we have seen in Habakkuk 2, that even though it lingers, it will come to pass. Encourage them with your word and with your scriptures. Let them understand that you are a God who never makes errors and they are not an error of life. They are perfect in your sight because they are made in your own image. That's what you told us. That's what we believe. I pray for them. I ask you, Father, for an anointing like they've never seen before. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, that they have listened. I thank you, Father, that this ministry is reaching people all over the world. I thank you, Father, that you've given me the opportunity to even share just a little bit about how I started so that they can be encouraged. Because, Father, there's a lot more that you've done in this ministry and my life But I pray that the anointing on the words that I've spoken today may be carried on to everyone and every ear that has listened. Help them, guide them, show them, protect them, lead them, provide for them. Let them realize that everything that they need, you have already provided. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, again, amen and amen. Thank you, Father. Okay, my friends, thank you. I'll see you next time. And I hope you have enjoyed the the ministry of the word and uh, encouragement. And I pray that you encourage other people. Now, also don't forget our podcasts can be found in our container app. If you just go to Google or Apple App App Store, just type in AfriChrist 
and Afri Christ Prayer Ministries will pop up. Download our app and everything that we provide or do is on that container app. Just click on it and it will take you wherever you need to go. Thank you. God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye.